0: Hi, I'm Dana Weeks, and I'm here today with Brian Whitmer, editor of Elliott Wave International's European Financial Forecast and contributes to the monthly global market perspective. Hi, Brian. Good to have you on.
1: Hi, Dana. Nice to be here.
0: So the choppy tone so far this year in markets has been wreaking havoc with sentiment. How does it look in your space?
1: Well, it looks to me like the January-February sell-off um, was strong enough to really break the bull's resolve, um, to, to kind of break that persistent uh, near- and long-term uh uh, optimism that, that, that really persisted throughout 2016 and most of 2017. And I've got a good example of that uh, with this chart. This is a gauge of near-term sentiment called the Daily Sentiment Index. We've talked about it before. It's just a daily survey of people trading DAX futures. And, you know, it's followed this typical profile, right? We look back here near market peaks. We see 97% bulls at the peak in November, 90% bulls at the all-time high in January. We do get that sell-off. This is a contrary gauge of sentiment. We got that sell-off. We broke a trend line, and now we see the opposite: 8% bulls at the February low, 10% bulls, 9% bulls. So, you know, this is this can be a sign of a, at least a near-term uh, market bottom. What I think is going to be really interesting now is to see how this survey behaves uh, during a counter-trend balance. If you look back here. When the market was strongly rising in 2016, you know, 50% bulls, you know, equality between bulls and bears, that signaled lows in the market. We might be entering a new range here where 50% bulls signals tops in the market. So this is going to be interesting to see, you know, as always, these, these gauges of sentiment have to be uh, viewed within the context of, of the Elliott Wave structure. And it's going to be really interesting to see what this bounce does to sentiment, where it peaks, and, and, and what this gauge looks like going forward.
0: Is it a similar sentiment story in Europe overall or is it more of a German story?
1: No, it's not just a German story. We're seeing similar sentiment in the in the rest of Europe and in the UK. The thing to remember here is that this sell-off has had virtually no effect yet on longer-term gauges of optimism that that we've been talking about for months and I can show an example of that. We can get a feel for how long this bear market could take just by looking at how extreme uh, the optimism guide. And and I think this chart kind of says it all. I mean, service sector confidence reached a 10-year high recently. EU manufacturing confidence reached a record high. These charts date back into the 1990s. Uh, this third chart is a gauge of, uh, an overall gauge of of economic sentiment. That reached its highest level since September of 2000. And this business climate indicator down here, that's a survey of 23,000 companies in Europe, dates back to 1985. That also recently reached a record high. So you know, even if you have a long-term investing horizon, I, I think you, you really still need to pick your spots. And, and now is not the time to be thinking about getting into the market. It's a, it's a time to be thinking about getting out.
0: So Brian, the economic landscape looks good. Why are you bearish?
1: Because the economic landscape always looks fantastic at market highs, and it always looks terrible at market lows. Um, that's sort of the essence of, of wave forecasting and, and forecasting with socionomics, is that the market leads uh, and the economy lags, culture lags.
0: Let's flip over to credit. Are danger signs flashing in LIBOR OIS?
1: Yeah, danger signs are flashing. The LIBOR OIS is widening. It's not just widening in dollar terms, but it's widening in terms of sterling and uh, and the euro. So it's kind of this across-the-board movement that's that's concerning. Um, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with the spread, you can kind of think of it similar to to junk to treasury. We're essentially looking at you know a rate that has some credit risk attached. You're comparing that to a rate that's considered to be risk-free. Um, but, you know, basically when the spread winds, it signals that credit is, is getting tight. And that's not, you know, by itself, that's not a big danger. But, you know, given what we see in the wave structure, given what we see in, in sentiment overall, uh, you know, given that these spreads signaled the crisis in 08, you know, we watch these pretty closely. And, and Libra OIS, it's a nice market signal. It's, it's far more useful uh, to watch something like, uh, like the spread than it is to, you know, try to guess what the ECB or the Fed is going to do at their next rate meeting.
0: One last question, Brian. The potential for tariffs and trade wars seems to be growing. Is this a US-China story or is the risk here more global?
1: It's an isolated story right now. If markets continue to fall, it's definitely going to be a a global story. Um, If we look at this chart of, of export volume, This is in the euro area. The two largest monthly declines right here and right here. These occurred during bear markets and stocks. And I think that happens for a couple different reasons. I mean, for for one, you've got the economic weakness that inevitably follows a market decline. But you also have a lot of fear that comes in with market declines and fear makes people defensive defensive people support. protectionism. They want to protect their domestic economy. Uh, In the future, I think when this next decline comes, uh, this this fear, this defensiveness is going to make what's already a bad situation in trade much, much worse.
0: Brian, it's always a pleasure hearing from your perspective. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, Dana. Thanks for having me.